Hey there, welcome to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast, a space to talk about all things life, fertility, parenthood, and everything in between. My name is Elizabeth. I am an international fertility coach, ICF certified life coach, birth and bereavement doula, and new parent educator. Join us as we support the tribe throughout their journey from conception to bringing your new baby home and everything along the way. See you in the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pretty Little Tribe. Today we have Adriana Keefe. She's an award-winning real estate dropout turned life and manifestation coach who teaches high achieving women to create life balance without sacrificing their goals. She is a wife and a mama to three children, lover of wine and quote, new girl and host of the podcast, Women Who Want More. She strives to coach through an entire mind, body, soul experience and teaches through one-on-one coaching, workshops, and speaking at events. Welcome, Adriana. Thank you for being here. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So I often get the question around fertility coaching, like what is a fertility coach? I'm going to ask you the same thing. What is a manifestation (laughs) coach? What does that look like? Yeah. And I mean, long story short, it basically says that I am certified in the law of attraction using manifestation and that my techniques for creating success, whether in your daily life, your personal life or in business are those of manifestation practices. So where one person could be like, let's use smart goals to achieve what you want to achieve. I'm going to be like, let's take a more laid back manifestation approach to whatever it is that you want to gain in your life. Okay. So for those that are listening, that are unfamiliar with both of those smart goals and that, can you explain what those are? So again, if people are new to the world of coaching that they can understand. Yeah. Um, smart goals. I always forget what the, all the acronyms stand for, but it's like specific, measurable, actionable. I think it's just goals that, um, you know, a typical coach, I I almost, I always think of like a male figure coach who's working with like corporate people is like, let's define these goals. And then manifestation manifestation sounds like a fancy word, but all it really is, is bringing an idea or a thought into your reality. And so using the law of attraction, which if anyone's ever seen the secret, have you seen that documentary, the secret? Um, yes. Who hasn't yeah. seen it? <laughs> I know. I mean, but I don't know, only- maybe like the younger group, maybe not as, as <laughs> often, but yeah. they'll probably get a new one that comes out for them. Yeah. But I mean, that's only like the teeniest portion that basically focuses on like positive thinking. And that's really not what law of attraction is about. But it's about you're not you're not going to get what you want. You get what you are. So it's about adjusting your energy and your frequency your vibrations, whatever word resonates with you to match those of what you want. And so that way we can get the manifestations. I put air quotes. No one can see that. But the things that you want to bring into your life into your reality. Like if someone gets medical bills in the mail and they're like, oh my gosh, this is never ending. I can't afford this. All of a sudden the next day they get like an excise tax bill in the mail. And then something else comes in because all they're thinking about is the negative and always having to spend money on bills. That is why if you get like a bad coffee in the morning, you're like, my whole day is ruined. And it seems to domino effect out that way. It's because of the energy you're putting into your environment. So I teach that in a more technical, I guess, way that's more easy to understand. 
And is that the same for everyone regarding whatever it is that they want to manifest? Or is it different per person as far as the process of how it goes? It's absolutely the same for everyone. Anyone can do it. Yeah. Okay. And is it a, how long does that process take to kind of learn and get through kind of manifesting what you want? Again, we'll use your example of the bills. I'm sure it's different for everyone, but how long is it generally to, to the point where you're now getting money in the mail or (laughs) whatever that you are trying to manifest instead of bills? And you're right. It is different for everyone, but I'll give you an example of last week. I was in a session with someone and she was saying, you know, I'm, I'm doing all these things. I'm, I'm taking the, the effort and the inspired action. Nothing is coming to fruition and I'm getting frustrated. And one big key to manifesting is really surrendering to the outcome, knowing that what will happen is going to be for your highest good. And so I was talking through the surrendering process with her and like asking her, like, are you holding on too tightly? Are you forcing these actions without truly just letting it flow and letting these actions come because they feel good? And she was stuck in that. She was stuck in the doing and not so much in the feeling. And so when she was able to surrender, a few days later, I followed up with her and she said nothing yet. And then about an hour after that, after I followed up and said, you know, make sure that you do this and surrender in this way, maybe write it out if you need to. An hour after that, she was like, oh my gosh, four of the people that I was trying to reach out to all just got back to me within the same hour. And then the morning after she said, I just gotten the fifth one that got back to me. And so for her, it was like that few days process of learning how to surrender to her thoughts and her dreams and her desires. And then me being like, yeah, but are you really surrendering? Or are you still holding on too tightly? And then she had this moment of, you know what? I'm going to let it go. And whatever happens, happens. And then within the hour, it started unraveling, unrolling for her. But it can take weeks, months. And that word surrender, can you define that? Because I feel like since, I don't know, whenever I started... Now, I would say maybe midway on my kind of spiritual path of going down this direction, one of my coaches would constantly use the word surrender. And I'd be like, what does that even mean? How do I do that? She'd be like, it's just like dropping the pen and letting it go. I'm like, I feel like I'm trying to surrender, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. So how do you define surrender to to somebody that you're working with? Because I know in the work that I do with coaching other coaches who are helping people through fertility, that is, you know, it seems like an impossible task to say, just surrender to it. So from your perspective as a coach that really just hones in on this, what, what does that look like? How do you define the word surrender to somebody? I'm glad you asked that because I very much struggled with that word at first too. Um, I didn't understand because I felt like I was surrendering, but in reality I wasn't. And it wasn't until I was hitting a wall where I was just getting frustrated. And I was like, you know what, I've done all I can. And at this point, I just need to let it go. And then started to walk away from whatever that goal was. And that's when things started turning around for me. So for me, it's like that mental space of really, truly recognizing that you're putting in the work, you're putting in the effort. Like if you want to be on five podcasts in a month to support your business and you're reaching out to tons of them and all you keep thinking is, I got to be on this podcast. I got to be on this podcast and nothing, no one's getting back to me, blah, blah, blah. And you're just holding on to that and you're getting frustrated. 
the energy you're putting out there is, is frustration energy, right? And so the universe, God, whatever you choose to believe in is thinking, well, this is giving you bad energy. I'm not going to, this doesn't sound like this is what you want. So when you're able to just be like, you know what, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to find my calm and my peace. And I'm going to be present with the here and now and understand that what is coming for me is for my highest good. And then that energy that you're putting out there is very much a welcoming energy. And it's the surrender, I feel like is just like my word for 2022. So many things have happened where I'm like, just surrender, just surrender. And it did take me a while to fully lean into that. But for me, it's, it's trust. It's trusting that like Gabby Bernstein says, the universe has your back. It's trusting that the action that you're taking today is sowing the seeds for tomorrow and for a month from now. And that's why you see so many couples who end up adopting because they're like, we're not getting pregnant. And then boom, they're pregnant or like these mysterious complications that that they're told they can never get pregnant. And then they let it go. And then boom, they're pregnant. I mean, I've seen it in my own friends and I really think that's a big part of it is just surrendering, letting go. Yeah. And I think there's something about the alignment with saying it and believing it on a cellular level. Right. And there, I had a client this weekend that texted me that their transfer didn't take. And, you know, I always, are you okay? Where are you at with everything and whatever? And she's like, you know, my husband and I really believe that everything happens for a reason. And we, you know, we're planning our stuff for the rest of the summer. Right now it's July and we're going to do try again in September. And really, you can tell like she really genuinely believed that this was for the highest good of their family versus the person that's literally trying to convince themselves of like no you know i I think everything happens for a reason and maybe and you know you kind of vacillate between being really disappointed of course because something you were really hoping for a different outcome to trying to surrender or trying to believe that this is for your highest good. So what would you suggest to get that person kind of over the the hump, so to speak, to really get into, no, I really sincerely believe that everything happens for its highest good. Because I know for me, when I was having my miscarriages, you could talk to me all days to Sunday, and I was just in such devastation that I couldn't see that. I wanted that outcome more than anything. And I was just devastated. And I couldn't at that moment see that it was for my highest good, even though logically at that moment, I knew that, right? Like my logical mind knew, of course, you know, everything's meant to be for the right timing. And maybe it's because it wasn't healthy, whatever. Like we can, we know these things on a logical, rational level, but really believing it and sincerely getting behind that. I wasn't there. So what would you suggest to somebody who is kind of at that point and needs to get to that next side of things? First, I want to validate that feeling for whoever is feeling exactly what you're feeling, because how on earth are you supposed to be expected to just be like, oh, this is fine. You know, if you've been trying for months to get pregnant and you're not getting pregnant, how, or if you miscarry, God forbid, and this, how are you supposed to think that that's for your highest good? So anyone who's feeling that absolutely validate those emotions and go through the process of what that work needs to look like within you to come to terms with that. Um, But after when you feel like you're ready, 
I always recommend journaling. And it's so funny for me to say, because I never, I was never a writer. I didn't understand journaling. I was like, what am I even writing about? I remember I would try and keep a journal at night because I think it might've been a therapist or someone told me just to like write a story at the end of the day. And I'd be like, I literally don't know what I'm writing about. And I would just keep writing because <laughs> I didn't know. But I, I would start there and you can do prompts like what has happened for me in the past month, six months or a year that was of my highest good that I didn't see at the time or what has unraveled for me in this life that ended up really working out for me or what actions have I taken and put into place that maybe I'm forgetting right now. Like for me personally, I get stuck in hustle mode on accident a lot and I'll be like, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing enough. But if I stop, I got into a new practice up at the end of every month, I go back through my month and I take note of everything I did that I considered a win. And when I look at that paper at the end of the month, I'm just like, wow, I did a lot this month. I know that even though my goal's not here right now, I did a lot. And like I said earlier, that's sowing the seeds for the tomorrow or in the next week and the next month. So taking note of that, absolutely. Um, and the second thing I would say is finding your spirituality, whatever that may be. I know growing up, I was raised Catholic and I did not resonate with that. I did not feel connected to that. I had my own traumas that I had to work through that I didn't understand why no one was helping me. And as a, it wasn't until maybe three, two, three years ago where I discovered my own sense of spirituality and my belief in the universe and everything being connected and the law of attraction and I started to understand that trust and that, that belief that things are of the highest good for me and finding my sense of spirituality really, really helps guide me through hard times. So if you're like me and maybe you feel agnostic or like there's nothing out there, I encourage you to explore other spiritualities, religions, whatever you want to explore until you find something that clicks with you because Man, I now I understand why people get so um, attached to a religion or a prayer or whatever it is, because I just I have full belief in it. And that has helped a lot. I think just shifting the the sentence to, you know, this is happening for me instead of to me as you were something you just said reminded me of that. And that's one thing I work with my coaches on and clients as well is helping just shift that that very simple sentence that sometimes can rule our life of like the poor me and the kind of pity party. And you're right. Sometimes, you know, we validate that and you should have your pity party. But I just say like, we want to limit that as much as we can, because as you're saying, we then start to bring that in more, right? So validate whatever you're going through that's hard, but also how is this happening for me? And, and look at that from a really different perspective than this is happening to you. And that starts to unravel and shift so much. And I love the fact of kind of finding what your spiritual path looks like. And sometimes that's combined. For me, it's, it is combined with religion and spirituality. And a lot of times people are like, how is that even possible? Anything is possible. Like we can define what we want for ourselves. Like nobody has this box on us anymore as it used to be. And, um, you know, as my parents say that I'm, I'm like at a cafeteria, like I pick the pieces from every little thing on my tray that work for me. You're at a buffet. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that works for me. That's, you know, not for everybody. And I know there's some judgment from other people in that, 
but that works for me and finding what works for you and realizing that it doesn't need to be in a box. We don't live in a world where that exists anymore. Thank goodness. Um, and, and finding other people that are like-minded to share your thoughts on those things, right? Like, I feel like that is so uplifting and opens your mind to so much more when you're talking to somebody who's maybe been down the path for a while, right? And they can introduce you to books or podcasts or whatever that then your switches your mind to be like, oh yeah, that's true, right? Oh, absolutely. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? That's the Jim Rohn quote that I absolutely love. Yeah. And I think most people don't recognize that because unfortunately, we are either brought into a world of a family maybe that we don't necessarily align with or you know, it you're conditioned sometimes to be in those groups that you think are your tribe, so to speak, right? And to realize, oh, it is okay for me to step out of this box and really to acknowledge who I am as a person. And sometimes even that needs coaching to to take you through figuring out who who really are you and what lights you up and what brings you joy and what do you align with and you know who is your tribe, even though we feel like we're born into some maybe at some point. So we as I mentioned before, we coach a lot of other coaches down the path of fertility, and most of them have not started their own business before. What advice do you have for somebody who's in a new niche and or not even just a niche, you know, just starting to coach somebody for the first time and they're wondering, how do I attract and manifest clients? How do I start this new business and just have it thrive and be what it is that I want? Because I think that's a big thing for a lot of people when they start a new business is for one, just the tactical things, as you were saying, like the smart goals of what you actually need to do versus, you know, how do I start to bring in the flow of people and energy and whatever, the exchange of that? What would you say to somebody who's just starting out? I feel like there's so much I could say to this. I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is to remember that like no one is an overnight success and it's going to take time for you to really find what works for you. You're going to evolve. Like, I mean, I've been in what, two years, I think I'm going on of my company and it's evolved so much over the past two years to just ride that wave and follow what lights you up. Um, But I would say, especially if you're a mom and a coach, do not get stuck in that hustle mentality that I hate the word hustle. I hate the hustle culture that we're in. And I think we, especially as overachieving women, we tend to get stuck in the doing and forget to take care of our mind, our body and our soul. So it's really important. You'll see the top mentors in the world, the top people you look up to, they all have like a morning routine or they exercise and they meditate, they do breath work. And this is all for a reason because they're priming their body for success. And I think every new entrepreneur, what we tend to fall off of is our own self-care. I don't even love the word self-care. I feel like it's so overused right now, but I take care of ourselves because we're just like, well, I got to put my head down. I got to do this. I got to do that. But the problem is then we're putting out this anxious energy and our health is literally not at its best. So I would say to make a plan for taking care of yourself throughout this process. And when you're feeling stuck, surround yourself with people who understand what you're going through. Like I I am the only one of my friends who is 
an ambitious entrepreneur. And that's why I had to join networking groups online and meet new people that way, because I was not getting what I needed out of my friend group. And I felt very held back. And a lot of times their fear project onto you as well. And they don't mean to do that, but it's just recognizing that your energy will be higher when you're around people who make it higher. It's just like when you go to a conference and you leave there feeling like I can take on the world. That's the kind of energy that you want to have around you. So surrounding yourself with people who are like yourself or, or even better surround yourself with people who are more successful than you already. And they will just continue to help you grow and thrive. Um, Take care of your body, take care of your mind and your soul. Don't fall into the hustle trap. Remember that you can only do so much. So just keep taking those baby steps, focus on that one thing at a time. And I also would always say like at the end of the month, write down your wins because that's how you're really going to see your progress more. It's like stepping on a scale or taking a picture of yourself when you're trying to lose weight. How are you going to measure your progress so that you don't feel like you're running on the hamster wheel? Nothing's working. But if it does feel like nothing's working, then, you know, readjust and shift and follow, just follow what feels good and what's lighting you up. I, I don't know if you're familiar with human design, but I also teach human design. And so in that we talk about what's your strategy, what's your authority, how can you move the needle based on what your literally energetic blueprint is and what it's telling, what you're made to do. I feel like I could have so many things for that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love both of those things. As far as the wins, do you recommend writing them down as it happens or do you like do it once a week? And then at the end of the month, you see, uh, this is all that I did. What, what do you do? I write it at the end of the month. At the end of the month, I do like a recap and plan for the month ahead. So I'll do my, like for July, I had my June wins and then I'll plan for July. I'll rewrite down my five-year vision, which is not so much a plan. It's more like literally what I want my life to look like in five years, because it can shift month to month. And then what my top three goals are for the next month. And so I kind of do that process at the end of every single month keeps me aligned and it keeps me remembering that I am working hard, even though I'm taking a vacation or even though I, my kids got sick and I had to stay home with them, whatever comes up, it reminds you that you're still doing what you want to do. Yeah. And so I was just thinking I can, I would have to write it down at least once a week because I can't remember what I did last week for the win because <laughs> everyone's always asking me, I'm like, I don't know what happened. And they're like, oh, you were an entrepreneur. Oh yeah, that's actually a big win. And I totally forget when things happen, you know? So it's a good point. I go through my calendar I, and I'm okay. like, what happened on this day? What happened on this day? Okay. But you're right. If it's not on the calendar, I have to write it down or I forget. I, I mean, mom of three here. A hundred percent. I am too. Yeah. So I'm the worst about it. Literally, if it's not written down or it's not my calendar, mm-hmm. it didn't happen. So yep. I think that's a good thing. Like figure out what works for you because if, if I don't stay on top of things, it just, everything goes out the window and slips my mind. Yep. Um, so another thing you spoke about, I want to touch on human design, which I love so much as well as emotional intelligence. Do you con- consider both those kind of the same types of thing if somebody was referring to them? Oh, definitely not. No. Okay. Can you define both of those for people that are listening who don't know? Yeah. Yeah. So emotional intelligence is a piece that I use in my mindset work because, well, 
if anyone's ever heard of the, the IQ, your EQ is literally your emotional quotient. And it's the ability to understand and use and manage your emotions in positive ways, communicate effectively, um, relieve stress, empathize with others, diffuse conflict. It's actually shown to be more, um, that's what I'm looking for, more important than IQ. And yeah, they and talk about it a lot with children. Yeah now. Yes. Right. It's oh, like yes. the hot topic with kids in mm-hmm. preschool and all that, and really focusing on that aspect versus, um, the actual IQ. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, and so it really encompasses like self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. And if you were to dig into that, it it can make sense so much. It can be pretty obvious why that's important as an entrepreneur or in leadership in a company, whatever that is having the ability to connect emotionally with those around you is crucial. Uh, I mean, any entrepreneur you've ever met is probably like relationships. Relationships are the key to success. And that's, that's why. Um, But human design is very, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs. I mean, people love those personality type tests that help them feel if it resonates with them, it helps them feel like they can function better. Human design is not a personality test. It's based on your time of birth and place of birth, but I compare it to that because it's something that if it resonates with you, it can literally change your life and how you function. So it's used to reveal your energetic blueprint, sometimes called your genetic design. And it ultimately shows you how to access your body's consciousness as a decision-making tool. So how to live like your true self, because everything in life is a decision. And so it's like our operating manual for how we're literally built to make decisions and thrive in this life. And it's extremely fascinating. I have never met someone who didn't agree with their human design. Do you know what yours is? Five one. And are you a manifester, generator? Manifesting generator. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, And I think there's people to your point, literally that I know entrepreneurs or not, that they literally design their life based on their human design reading Mm -hmm. charts and Mm -hmm. things. I've never really had it. Yes, I can say that I align with the human, I mean, the manifesting generator aspect of it, but I've never had one where I'm like, oh my gosh, this blows my mind. This is so me. This is so, you know, I need to like reorganize things around it for that. Um, And maybe I will get to that point sometime where I'll have somebody that you know, explains it maybe in a way that resonates more. I'm much more of like Vedic astrology and and how that resonates with me. But I think these as tools can help you so much, not only in your work, in your relationship. For me with my children, I do readings for all my kids. So I know how to parent them better. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it helps me as the parent to know this one needs this better and this one needs Mm -hmm. that better, as well as my partner, my husband. You know, we know where our strengths and weaknesses are and as well as as a couple. And and so we kind of laugh about things that we know like, oh, yeah, you know, that's typical of us, you know, <laughs> rather than making it some a point of conflict, maybe because we know that that is just how we show mm-hmm. up in the world in that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, so I do think it, that it is such a helpful tool in so many ways, but especially if you are a entrepreneur, because you're going through a world of, for some people at, well, at some point it's new for everyone, right? Like I started my first business 20, almost 25 years ago, but at, you know, 
everybody starts somewhere and understanding how you should best work is really cool to know, okay, I need to take breaks. I need mm -hmm. to do this. I need to surround myself with these types of people. I, you know, I, whatever it may be for you. I think that having a reading with a human design expert is really helpful. So, yep. I, I think like 80% of the people who come to me for chart readings are like, I'm burnt out. I'm hitting a wall. I don't know what to do. And it's because they're always utilizing their energy in a way that's not authentic to their design. So yeah. it just helps them realign. And like, if, if the astrology is what resonates with you, you don't even need to dig deeper on human design because that resonates with you, you know, nothing I know, has, but to, I'm always, has to work. I'm always curious about all the things. So I'm always, like, Me too. I want to <laughs> know all of them. Um, even though I always go back to the one and that still seems to be mm -hmm. to date what res I, I don't give up hope. I, I want to know it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's the manifesting generator in you. <laughs> probably so. Yes. Um, so where can people find you and work with you and learn more about all these things, manifesting, emotional intelligence, human design, all the fun stuff? all the things. Um, I'm on Instagram, probably the most that's Audrey Keefe, A-D-R-I-K-E-E-F-E. -E -E. My website is adrianakeefe.com. It's currently, I don't know when this is airing, but it's currently under construction, but you can put in your email and whatnot, and I can reach out to you that way. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Adriana Keefe, and I do not do TikTok or any of that kids. Stuff. I can't, I can't get on board with that stuff. So that's where you'll find me the most. Awesome. And I think, again, no matter what you're dealing with, there's a certain level of power in from a manifesting perspective, an energetic shift. And it may not be a, a huge life-changing shift. It could be, I call it just micro shifts that mm -hmm. eventually work out to be something that you realize, oh my gosh, this was a big moment in my life to, to realize that I was, I was walking around saying this is happening to me instead of for me. And just those small micro shifts show, change how you show up in the world. And the way that you show up in the world then starts to bring different aspects to you, which I think is really beautiful. So absolutely. Thank you for being here today. And I look forward to our paths crossing again soon. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I appreciate this time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. Follow up on Instagram at the Pretty Little Tribe or at Elizabeth King underscore coaching for updates, resources, and a community to connect with. If you are looking for extra support and tools to guide you along your TTC and parenting journey, visit ElizabethKing.com. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast everywhere you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Visit ElizabethKing.com backslash Pretty Little Tribe podcast for more information on how to enter. Any review counts. I just appreciate your honest feedback so I can provide you with the best support possible in your TTC and parenthood journey. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.